Welcome into a whole new week of where we discuss what's going on across the Southeast. John Rawl is my name, and this is Y'all Talk with an Accent on the South. Hope you had a great weekend, and let's get going with a whole new week of Dixie discussion here on the Y'all Show. Hope you all again have a great week ahead, and let's tell you how you can get involved with a show that shakes the Southland. You can mail us anytime via our email address, and that's M-A-I-L, mail at Y-A-L-L dot com, mail at y'all dot com. We also have our 24 hours a day, seven day a week text line that you can hit us up anytime you have the opportunity, and that's 615-208-4184, We make it really dang easy for you to reach out and connect us, and we want to hear from you, y'all. So let us let us, uh, let us us hear from you, okay? Does that sound like a plan? I think so. Coming up on this Monday edition of Y'all, we've got headlines from across the South. We also have an update on the Southern sports scene. Man, what a weekend it was in sports from college baseball to a walk-off win on the PGA Tour. We'll discuss all of that, plus we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo coming up here this hour. And we'll also move in hour number two to have a history spotlight. We'll talk about Medgar Evers, the civil rights activist from Mississippi that made history. The airport there in Jackson, Mississippi, named after Medgar Evers. We'll discuss him on today's Y'all Show. Plus, we'll discuss Winfield Scott, a name you might be familiar with, a guy that some thought would get to be president back in the 19th century, but... Winfield Scott, the native Virginian, in our Southern History Showcase. All that in hour number two today. And we have also coming up in our second hour from southernliving.com, an old school squash recipe headed your way, hour two of today's show. Now, I will tell you, we will not have an hour three today. If you're listening to us on radio, we're going to have an encore of our Monday edition of the Y'all Show for hour three. But our first two hours will be live and coming to you but we will not have hour three because i got to go to a doctor's appointment sorry and so if you're a podcast listener our show today will be only two versus three hours is what you're normally getting hopefully you don't mind that change and good news the doctor's appointment i'm going to is not nothing big just got a an appointment that kind of interfered with this production of this show and we figured out a plan so let's hope the plan works and hopefully we'll be back up and going with a full three hours of southern conversation on our tuesday y'all show but that that's the plan so we're going to stick to it how about it all right let's jump into the news headlines of the day and toward the end of last week we found out the the 45th president of the united states would be indicted on the mar-a-lago documents issue that he's been dealing with and President Trump's already making his way to South Florida from, I think he's been in Bedminster, New Jersey, at his golf club there for the most part. He's also been in Columbus, Georgia over the, the last couple of days as he had a rally there in Columbus on Saturday. And he's also doing interviews and more on an interview with WABC Radio. He told his longtime friend and advisor, Roger Stone, that we need strength in our country now. And they have to go out and they have to protest peacefully. They have to go out. Look, our country has to protest. This is what Trump's saying. And again, he is expected to see protesters in his support at this courthouse in Miami where Tuesday he will be arraigned on 30, I think it's up to 37 felony charges accusing him of illegally hoarding classified information. 
and Trump now coming up with a plan to cause a little bit of uncomfort for those who are looking to prosecute him. But this is a federal case now. This is a federal court where Tuesday afternoon the former president will be there in Miami being indicted. His second indictment in, what, four months? And the Justice Department, its first prosecution of a former president. And now going down as Trump will be going up against the federal government and its lead special counsel, Jack Smith. Trump's called him deranged and called his wife a Trump hater, which I had to look her up. And she, let's see here, she did something. She's like a documentary filmmaker, and she made a documentary on something extremely left-wing. Could have been the Black Lives Matter movement or something like that. Uh, I I, I didn't catch it on the big screen, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) But Jack Smith, who, weird, I looked him up too, and he and his wife have lived in another country in the last couple of years. So how in the world is this guy a Justice Department special counsel? But he is. We will find out what happens again on this case. Meanwhile, Trump's number two opponent, or I guess number one opponent, number two in overall polling for the Republican side of the of the race for president, is Ron DeSantis. And over the weekend, the governor of Florida picked up an endorsement for his 2024 presidential campaign, and he got it from Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. Ahead of Ron DeSantis appearing in Tulsa, Stitt said that DeSantis is the right guy to beat Biden for the next eight years. He complimented his fellow governor on the handling of COVID-19 and argued that his tenure as Florida's governor proves his leadership capacity. So a lot of praise coming from Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma for his fellow Southern Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, again, becoming the first governor to officially back a guy from Florida running for president and Ron DeSantis. DeSantis has also gotten the support of four members of Congress that are Republicans. Bob Good of Virginia, Laurel Lee of Florida, also Kentucky's Thomas Massey, and Texas Congressman Chip Roy, all backing DeSantis at this point. DeSantis not only went to Tulsa, but he went to Ponca City for a rodeo. And there he and his wife, Casey, were there with their kids in Oklahoma over the weekend. So he's making rounds in the Sooner State. Is he making rounds in the states that matter most right now? New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina? I think he is. I know he was just in a southern swing of South Carolina last week. But Ron DeSantis picking up a big endorsement as he tries to pick up the Republican nod for president in 2024. A sad story coming from the capital city of Maryland. Three people killed, three wounded in a Sunday night shooting in a house there in Annapolis. The police chief of that city, Edward Jackson, said at a press conference that the shooting stemmed from what he described as an interpersonal dispute and there was no further threat to the Annapolis area. Again, three people killed, three people injured at a shooting that happened in the evening hours Sunday in Annapolis, Maryland.
Also in news across the southeast, we've got a bunch of entertainment stories we'll tell you about, from Willie Nelson to Matthew McConaughey to Dolly Parton, just a little tease on that. But this guy in the, nor- in, the, in the news over the weekend, I thought when I was told this, this was a joke, but former UFC champion Conor McGregor, who is from Ireland or Northern Ireland or Great Britain, somewhere over there, not from the South, for whatever reason, he was at the Miami Heat-Denver Nuggets NBA Finals game over the weekend. And this former UFC champion, a tough guy, mind you, he beat up the mascot for the Miami Heat, Bernie, B-U-R-N-I-E, cute name. And Bernie, the mascot, had to get medical attention after Conor McGregor punched Bernie two times during a third-quarter stoppage of the game between the Heat and Nuggets. It was like a media timeout, and they went out on the court playing around. And the Heat said that their employee, the mascot, this is not a joke, had to receive pain medication and was resting at home. It was a promotional gimmick for a pain relief spray. And McGregor ended up being booed by many in the crowd there in Miami after the bit started. The flame mascot, Bernie, was wearing oversized boxing gloves and a robe akin to what a fighter would wear entering the ring for a bout. And McGregor hit Bernie with a left hook, knocking him down, then punched the mascot again after he hit the floor. Huh. Now... McGregor hasn't had a fight since July of 2021. Looks like he's just dying to get back in the ring, this UFC fighter. He doesn't need to beat up a freaking NBA mascot (laughs) to do it. (laughs) Uh, That was bizarre, and it's true. It really did happen. It really did happen in Miami over the weekend. Okay, more celebrity news. Like I said, we got more of a celebrity report to tell you about with some of our headlines on this Monday edition of Y'all. Sad news if you're a fan of TV productions in the Bluff City of Memphis. It looks like Young Rock, a series that's been airing on NBC, has been canceled. Much of the production of Young Rock was filmed in the Memphis area. Young Rock is the story of superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his roots including his stops wrestling in Memphis at the WMC television studio as Flex Kavana. Didn't see that back in the day. And a few years ago, this this TV series on NBC, Young Rock, moved to Memphis because of the tax breaks that Tennessee offered. The show actually starred Dwayne Johnson as well as Joseph Lee Anderson, Stacy Laula, and others who I guess are pretty good actors and pretty good people in the wrestling ring and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to have to find another way you know he was the head of the new revised XFL football league this spring and was happy to be back in Memphis in fact he said to a Memphis TV station a few months ago about filming in Memphis that His dad wrestled in Memphis, laying down roots in Memphis, and he lived in Memphis as a little boy. He used to come to that TV station, WMC, as a little boy running around and getting in trouble. And uh, so it was neat for him to be back in the Memphis area. And unfortunately, this series, as often series go, canceled after a couple of seasons. Young Rock. 
it looks like they were out of business. But maybe The Rock, Mr. Johnson, will find a way to get that series back up and going in another city, in another location, or just on another network. Maybe they can stay in Memphis. Now to some Willie Nelson news. This is bizarre. Bizarre news on this Monday edition of the Y'all Show. We've got a new grasshopper species, and it's named after the legendary country music legend Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is 90 years old, or right at 90 right now. I think he's not quite 90, but about to be. And the veteran singer and actor now has a species of grasshoppers named after him. Scientists say the central region of Texas is known as a hot spot for biological wonders. And they've come up with a new flightless grasshopper species to be named for Willie Nelson. All right, so there you have it. For all you grasshopper fans, look out for the Willie Nelson grasshopper somewhere in Texas. Now to a guy who was a pretty good football coach in the SEC and had a nice estate outside of Auburn. I had a chance to go there once and see him at this estate where the same day I was there, they brought over the live mascot for the Auburn Tigers. That would be the bald eagle that would fly into stadiums. I think it was called Challenger, I think. Pat Dye, the late coach of the Auburn Tigers, his retreat outside of Auburn called Auburn Oaks is on the market. A 600-acre retreat that was owned by the former coach of Auburn and a former Georgia Bulldog football player. Auburn Oaks is a 15-minute drive outside of Auburn, and it's on the market for $6.95 million. A company there in East Alabama is handling the sale national land realty pat died died back in 2020 and he was head coach of the auburn tigers from 1981 to 1992 leading them to four sec champions along the way players like bo jackson suited up for the orange and navy of the auburn tigers he was inducted into the college football hall of fame in 2005 at his estate there that is for sale auburn oaks the private gated property has a four-bedroom, four-bathroom waterfront main lodge. And also you'll find plenty of hunting opportunities. There's a world-class clay course featuring 16 shooting stands, a European, European pheasant tower, and a working gun dog kennel facility. Lots and lots of options, especially... If you're a fan of the Auburn Tigers, you're only 15 minutes away from Jordan-Hare Stadium so you can get your outdoors fix and a little Auburn Tigers fix. Something tells me this thing is going to end up being purchased by a Crimson Tide fan. (laughs) That's the way it works in Bama. Speaking of the heart of Dixie, Texas boy and UT Longhorn fan, more than anybody else probably, Matthew McConaughey has been spotted in the heart of Dixie as he's got a new movie that's being filmed in Birmingham and he was spotted on Friday at J&J Grocery in Delhi in Bessemer. Bessemer, I do believe, is the home of an Auburn Tiger great. Charles Barkley is from Bessemer, I think. Yes, but yes, Matthew McConaughey is in Birmingham filming The Rivals of Amzaya King 
a crime thriller, thriller written, written whoop, a crime thriller written and directed by Andrew Patterson and McConaughey doing some heavy duty research for this film going over to J&J Grocery in Delhi I wonder what he got there the movie is actually supposed to be set in Oklahoma there are locations in and around Birmingham that will be used for filming during a seven week period this month and in July so if you're in Beeham around the Magic City see if you don't see Mr. Alright Alright Matthew McConaughey filming right now in Beeham alright we'll wrap up our headlines for this hour our number two's headlines we're going to include some information on Dolly Parton heading to Philadelphia and not the one in Pennsylvania the one in the Magnolia State Dolly Parton playing a concert in Philly I'll explain in our headlines of our number two we'll take this break here on y'all when we come back we've got a southern sports report to tell you about an update on college baseball there are going to be two games played on this Monday that will decide who gets to go to Omaha Nebraska for the college baseball world series plus six other teams have already punched their ticket to Omaha we'll tell you who they are all that plus an update from the golf course in Canada a big win on the golf course for a guy who's a native of that country we'll explain when the y'all show Monday edition comes right back Tennessee Farmers Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Lafayette Street. Nice dinner to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat. On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you've ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. On Market Street. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. On Market Street. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, if y'all are in need of tree service, let's say the storms of recent have come through and messed up your yard or your property, See Me Tree Service is the solution. They present our text line here at Super Talk 93.1 each and every day, a text line that you can call us or text us on at 731-410-7560. But See Me Tree Service, let me tell you, they are licensed and insured. You can give them a call at this number for a free estimate anytime. 731-617-2236. See Me Tree Service covers all of West Tennessee with tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. This small family-owned business, again, based right here in West Tennessee. You can give give them a call for a free estimate. 731 617 2236. It's CB Tree Service, presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. <laughs> 
Go-karts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9. Anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe, pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week, enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center, fun for friends and family, and the perfect place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. Everybody loves a winner. Lovitz Western Auto wants to make your dad a winner this Father's Day. Now through June 16th, register to win a Husqvarna chainsaw, weed eater, or backpack blower. While you're there, check out some of the deals, like a 54-inch mower for $3,299. Get 1.99% interest on all mowers, $200 off Bruce's lawnmower bundles. Those are just some of the deals. Be sure to register to win one of the great Husqvarna lawn tools. Everybody loves a winner, and you're going to love Lovitz Western Auto. 1475 South Highland in Jackson. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Y'all know that fight song, don't you? Welcome back in. It's the Y'all Show Bundy edition, and that would be Golden Eagles ORU out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. How about the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles? They're heading to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska, after they picked up the sweep over Oregon in college baseball this weekend. And ORU, oh my, is heading to Omaha. They are only the third seed that's been the number four seed ever to advance to a college baseball World Series. And I'm thinking perhaps last year's national champion, the University of Mississippi, could have been the second seed. But this year, again, ORU making history as the third number four seed to advance to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Won it in convincing form on Sunday, 11-6 to over Oregon to advance to Nebraska. Way to go. Now, they weren't the first team out of the South to make it to Omaha. Congratulations to these following teams who will be packing their suitcases and heading to the College Baseball World Series in Omaha. As on Saturday, they swept away their opponent. TCU, the Horned Frogs, defeated Indiana State back-to-back games, and TCU advanced to the College Baseball World Series. The Florida Gators also got a sweep as they defeated the Gamecocks of South Carolina in two straight games to advance to Omaha for the College Baseball Super, Super uh, World Series after getting out of the Super Regionals. On Sunday, Wake Forest took care of business in a big way over Alabama, 22-5. to 5. 
the Demon Deacons advanced to Omaha for the first time since the 1950s. By the way, Wake actually won a national championship back in the 1950s on the Diamond. So the Deeks back in a place they haven't been in a long, long time, back when Arnold Palmer was playing golf there in Winston-Salem, or maybe even at the old campus in the Raleigh-Durham area where Wake originally started. But Wake Forest is packing their bags for Omaha. Virginia, man, what a dramatic way to lose Friday. Did you see the way that Duke actually prevailed in their first game against Virginia? Duke catching a ball at the wall to rob Virginia of a home run. And Duke got the win in game one. But Virginia stormed back in the Cavaliers, a team that has won a national championship in the last five, six years. UVA is heading back to Omaha after they got their series win against Duke on the diamond over the weekend. LSU was able to take care of business against Kentucky. The Batcats season comes to an end, and the Bayou Bengals are back in Omaha for the first time in a while. I think I think it's been years since LSU went to Omaha. So congratulations to the Bayou Bengals of LSU back at the College World Series. Now, we've got two games that will be taking place today on the Diamond, two games that will determine who goes to Omaha. Up first in Hattiesburg, it will be Game 3 of the Super Regionals between the Tennessee Volunteers and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. This game will begin at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Hattiesburg time. You can check it out on ESPN2. The Vols and the Golden Eagles, the winner gets a chance to go to Omaha. And then lastly, in prime time on ESPN, you're going to have the Stanford Cardinal in Palo Alto hosting Game 3. Winner against Texas goes on to Omaha. So the Horns, a chance to go to Omaha. You could have two UTs in the College Baseball World Series if both Texas and Tennessee prevail. But the folks in Hattiesburg, they are dying to get back to Omaha. They have missed out last year with a Super Regional where they they kind of dropped the ball against their in-state foe in Mississippi. And now in Hattiesburg, the black and gold are going to show out big time in their home game against the Vols today. And that's, uh, again, two games today to determine who are the final two teams heading to Omaha. Some college football news out of the Big 12. Tyler Slough will enter his third consecutive season as the Red Raiders of Texas Tech quarterback. He's going to be the starting quarterback as the team announced that Show, who is 8-0 in games, he has both started and finished with the Red Raiders, will take his first snaps this coming season as the starter for the Red Raiders of the Big 12. So, congratulations for this young man. He's 12-4 as a college starter overall. He actually played three seasons at Oregon, started in 2020 as the Ducks went 5-2, and and he will see his former team September 9th when Texas Tech actually hosts the Oregon Ducks in Lubbock. But this man... Again, a chance to lead Texas Tech after coming over from Oregon. Will enter his third consecutive season as Texas Tech's starting quarterback. Tyler Show is his name. Okay, to golf, man. What a good afternoon of golf viewing, if you were like me, on Sunday. As I had a chance to watch what I thought was going to be the last two or three holes of regulation. It was the RBC Canadian Open taking place outside of Toronto on Sunday and guess what this thing went to four playoff holes <laughs> and in the end Canadian Nick Taylor 
outlasting Tommy Fleetwood, a golfer from England, on the final or on the fourth playoff hole. Taylor knocked in a 72-foot putt for the walk-off win. And it was the longest putt he had ever made on the PGA Tour. He's won before. He had won two tournaments before, this Canadian. But what a dramatic finish for Nick Taylor winning on the fourth playoff hole over Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood, by the way, has never won on the PGA Tour. A very good golfer. He's part of the Ryder Cup team, I do believe, for for the Europeans. But he just can't find a victory when it matters on the PGA Tour. And he missed out on the $1.6 million prize that you get for winning the RBC Canadian Open. And the Canadian Nick Taylor wins. The first Canadian, by the way, to win the Canadian Open since 1954. Roy McIlroy had actually won this tournament two consecutive times, was looking for the three-peat, but the Canadian in front of the home crowd there gets the victory on Sunday, and now he has a chance to compete in the U.S. Open, which begins this weekend out in Los Angeles. So we'll have Jason Nall join us on the Thursday Y'all Show to help preview the third major of the year, the U.S. Open. From Los Angeles. I think this is at Los Angeles Country Club. I think that's the name of it. Never played golf in California. So we'll learn more about how the tournament sets up this year. You know, golf needed a good win, as we saw Sunday from Nick Taylor, because of the controversy of the Live Golf and the PGA Tour merger that so many golfers were pretty upset by. And that victory for the young Canadian is going to help give golf a good image here this week, especially heading into another major as we have with the U.S. Open. Again, full details on that tournament coming up when Jason Nall joins us on the Thursday Y'all Show. The NBA Finals, they resume on this Monday as we have right now the Nuggets with a 3-1 series lead and game number five taking place in the Mile High City. This will tip off at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central between the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. ABC is the channel that you can tune in to see this. Will the Nuggets take care of business in Game 5 and wrap this thing up and wrap the 2023 season of the playoffs up as well? I do believe they're not going to mess around and take this thing to a Game 6, if at all possible. And lastly, to the sport of tennis, Novak Djokovic won his 23rd Grand Slam on Sunday at the French Open, and it's this, I think I read this right, his third Grand Slam, third time to do it, third Grand Slam, I guess, he's won all four titles now three times, all four of the majors. His 23rd Grand Slam overall. His 23rd of the majors. All right. He's just a really good tennis player. (laughs) Djokovic, the Serbian. And what a a great, great job there on the court for him. A tennis player named Iga Swiatek won her third French Open title also over the weekend as that sport was played on the dirt in Paris. And a quick update on tennis here on this Monday edition of Talk with a Southern Accent.
We'll take a time out, and when we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got hashtag Blues, some good stuff from social media that we have been able to uncover, and we'll share it with all of y'all as the show about the South continues. Did you know we're a co-op? Hello, folks. This is Gary Deaton at Deaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're locally owned and a 1,000 stores strong nationwide. In 1985, Deaton's united with another independent business just like us to gain buying power and added value, to give you a shopping experience that you will just love. As a family business supported by Carpet One membership, we are dedicated to our local community, and yes, we're dedicated to helping others. So ask about our beautiful guarantee. If you don't just love it, we'll replace it. And our healthy living installation that removes mold, mildew, and dust mites. Our lifetime labor warranty on everything that we install. Those three guarantees make your buying experience almost priceless. Deaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're a co-op. North America's largest flooring buying co-op. So come by Deaton's Carpet One. We'd love to serve you. We're located on the 45 Bypass right here in good old Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus, 1082 Highway 45 Bypass, Find them on Facebook, open six days a week. Sakura Japanese Restaurant set the standard in West Tennessee for sushi, specialty rolls, and hibachi grill items. Sakura also offers a Chinese menu with lunch specials available Monday through Sunday. All lunch specials served with egg drop or hot and sour soup, salad, and mixed rice. Sakura also offers a full bar with a happy hour on Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m., and Saturdays all night, two-for-one domestic beers. You can dine in the newly remodeled dining area at 70 Carriage House Drive or call Sakura at 731-664-2878 for takeout or delivery. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM.
Y'all talk with an accent on Florida and Alabama and Tennessee and Kentucky and Virginia and a little Texas thrown in for good measure and every other one of our southern states. Good to be back with you here on this Monday edition after we hope you had a, a great weekend. I sure did. I sure had a great weekend. I don't want to explain why, but I did. Just trust me on this. I even got to laugh a little bit thanks to watching a movie called Benchwarmers on Netflix. If you haven't seen that David Spade movie that's got uh, a whole bunch of people on there that just are, are just uh, Rob Schneider's in there. It's just so funny. All those guys are hilarious. And you know what? Speaking of funny, I got educated thanks to hashtag Hullabloop, which is what we're having right now here on the Y'all Show, our opportunity to go on social media and find out what y'all were saying about the South. I'm going to get a little bit educated right now on some funny men from the South named the Hodge Twins because their recent post on social media caught our eye here at the Y'all Show. At Hodge Twins is the account. They're comedians and conservatives. OfficialHodgeTwins.com is the website. And let me tell you what they posted, and then I'll give you a little bit more information on these two twin brothers Keith and Kevin Hodge as Hodge twins put on their social media this last couple of days we all get coins given to us all the time and this one meant so much to us that we had to join the hold the line movement these coins are for all patriots that fight for freedom every day from the moms fighting for their kids at school board meetings to our veterans go grab some Again, these are what they call the Hold the Line movement. I'm assuming these are challenge coins that they're offering there at officialhodgetwins.com from comedian and conservatives, the Hodge Twins. Now, Keith and Kevin Hodge were born in September of 1975, so they're roughly 40, 48 years old, 47 right now, 47, turning 48 this year. And they are a stand-up comedy and conservative political commentary duo. They're out of Martinsville, Virginia, where the racetrack is headquartered. And now Martinsville, known for just a racetrack, it's the home of the Hodge Twins. They started out as YouTubers, but they have branched out in the last couple of years to being a live stand-up comedy show. They were at VidCon in 2016, and The Root named them as the third blessed third best black creators at that VidCon event in 2016. Both of them enlisted in the Marine Corps and by 2013 they had over a half million subscribers 
on their YouTube channel. The cousin's pair of children were both shot, so they used their social media presence to raise money for their medical expenses. Both twins have been married to their current wives for over 15 years, and they live in L.A. They lived in L.A., now they live in Las Vegas, but they're not living in Martinsville. But they're funny men, and they're conservative, and I guess they're all over social media, if you've seen them before. The Hodge twins, Keith and Kevin, Martinsville, Virginia natives, and if you go to their Twitter account, at Hodge Twins, they're promoting this challenge coin for the Hold the Line movement. Might want to check it out. Or go to their website, official Hodge Twins, with an S on the end, officialhodgetwins.com. Okay. After, I have not seen their routine, but I bet you they're funny. Again, with over a half million YouTube followers, I would think there must be something to this Martinsville, Virginia act, the Hodge Twins. All right, let's move on on hashtag hullabaloo. First of all, let me thank someone who has just texted us here to the show a picture of their drive around town. We appreciate that, wherever that is. Looks great. And, uh, hey, it looks like it's early in the day, sun coming up. So that looks beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us here at the Y'all Show, your your drive to work. Hey, it's just that simple. If you've got something you want to pass along, we welcome any kind of any kind of communication at 615-208-4184. That's our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week text line. Okay, let's go to P-R-I-N-C-S-S-6, at P-R-N-C-S-S-6. And this person on social media has posted something that caught our eye here at the Y'all Show. It says, I'm embarrassed for your southern ancestors that you are ignorant. Hashtag not African. What in the world is going on here? What in the, what in the, what is that uh, expression from the Westerns? What in the wide world of sports is going on here? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> so what Prince SSC, PRNCSS6 is talking about is something from Social Uplift, whose Twitter handle is Gullah Guy, at Gullah Guy. Gullah is that special dialect and culture along the low country of South Carolina and in Georgia they call it Geechee the Gullah Geechee so social uplift is on Twitter at Gullah Guy and this is what Gullah Guy is responding back to this tweet from Prince Six who says I'm embarrassed for your southern ancestors that you are this ignorant Uh, so he replies back you mean the Southern heritage that didn't fight back after the failure of Reconstruction? The heritage that didn't stand up to the murderous campaigns of the Red Shirts? The heritage that desired assimilation and not self-determination? I am embarrassed that we didn't fight back. Okay, this uh, this tweet here needs a little bit explanation. So, social uplift here at Gullah Guy is trying to defend evidently his culture I assume this person is is black and maybe perhaps from that part of the south where the Gullah and Geechee culture exists maybe a part of that culture so when he talks about here not fighting back after the failure of reconstructions we're talking about after the civil war 1865 it was a complete disaster across the southeast 
for a decade Union troops occupied the South the place was not being built back up there was no massive federal government handing out checks like they do these days it was it was a disaster this place had been beat up for four years in war and people didn't have anything the economy was turned upside down because prior to the war of course slavery was a big part of the economy and all of a sudden there is no slavery what does the south do how does it recover maybe it doesn't recover so you had this thing called reconstruction that went on for more than 50 years some would say 100 some people say reconstruction is still going on in the south so that's one thing that social uplift is talking about here but also he talks about the murderous campaigns of the red shirts now the red shirts were a group specific to south carolina it was a south carolina version of the early ku klux klan the red shirts would go out and wear red clothing and would intimidate people i don't want to say they were the clan i think there were differences but in that 1870s timeline they were not a good thing in south carolina for certain groups of people in fact there was a massacre that happened just across the savannah river from augusta georgia in a place called hamburg south carolina where a lot of people were killed and it was because of the red shirts supposedly you can look that up on your own the hamburg massacre is what it's called so the campaigns of the red shirts certainly were part of that and a guy named wade hampton was part of that red shirt movement a man that was a confederate cavalry commander who at the start of the civil war was the richest person in the entire south funded his own army when the civil war broke out who would go on to become governor of south carolina after the war whose ancestors were big leaders in the army of the american revolution wade hampton but check that out a little bit more on red shirts if you'd like to to learn about that but this guy social uplift standing up on social media to this other person who's according to them ignorant they're having an ignorant battle but i do like to point out history on the y'all show we try to give you a glimpse of our region's history and that's sometimes a fun exciting history and sometimes it stings sometimes we've had history where we've killed each other where we have intimidated each other where we don't have the best of history we do not i don't run from it on this show because that's what makes the south what it is we're not perfect we are not perfect this country is not a perfect country but i still believe the south is the trendsetter for the entire united states it's our people and our history good and bad that make america what it is we and our people and our culture and what we've provided have been the leaders of this united states and that's why on this show we hold our head up high and we don't apologize for a lot of what's happened in the south we don't apologize for our southern accents we don't apologize for our southern food we don't even apologize for most of our history okay every corner of this country has had its dark sides and we know very well what most of the dark problems in this region have been but if we don't talk about it and if we don't acknowledge it and we don't celebrate some of that history then we're no different than some place like idaho that is not to my 
in my opinion, as exciting as the South. Just doesn't have the history. Doesn't have the people. No, no offense meant there, Idaho. I'm just, I'm going to defend the South, and I hope y'all understand why. I think this is a pretty good part of the world to be in. And when I mean world, I mean the entire world. Yeah, I'm going to say that we lead not just the nation, but the whole world right here in Dixie. (laughs) All right, we appreciate the social media fun here on this Monday edition. Again, hit us up anytime at mail at y'all.com if you've got something social media to pass along. We'll take a time out and wrap this hour up when the Y'all Show comes right back. Bill O'Reilly here. You're at the right place for great local and regional talk. It's all right here on the Frankie Lack Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and thanks for taking the Frankie Lack Show home along with your drive. This is Frankie Lax. Join me and Airborne Bob Monday through Friday afternoons, 4 to 6, for the Frankie Lack Show. National and state issues are covered with a local flavor. Call, text, or email us at mail at frankielax.com. Stimulating talk on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. You're having fun out there in the sun. Summertime is family time. The fun's just begun. Kick back and relax. We're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you going to do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. We're going to help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. Hey Jackson in West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun. But we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731 7-4150 Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it southern.
All right, we've got our first hour of this Monday edition in the history books. Got more history coming your way. I apologize if you don't like history. Um, sometimes we get a little historic here on the Y'all Show. And in hour number two today, we've got our Southern History Showcase for the week. And I'm going to be telling you all about a guy that had the nickname Old Fuss and Feathers. He also had the nickname the Grand Old Man of the Army. Winfield Scott, a native Virginian. As he was born this week, back in the 1700s, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about his story. That plus the Medgar Evers story will be discussed. And the War of 1812 started this week, back in the day, and its impact. We'll have all that in hour two, plus the southern recipe of the day. We're going to be talking about squash casserole. Yummy. That in the headlines on this abbreviated edition of the Monday edition of Y'all. We don't want to miss you, so stay tuned. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. An overwhelming majority of Republicans don't believe a felony conviction should keep a candidate out of the White House. That's according to a CBS News YouGov poll conducted yesterday. Says 80% of likely Republican voters say presidential candidate Trump should be allowed to serve as commander-in-chief again, even if he's convicted on federal charges related to classified documents. The poll shows 76% of Republicans are more concerned about the indictment being politically motivated than they are about potential national security risks by Trump. Major ports on the West Coast are being hit by labor disruptions. West Coast ports, including Seattle, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Oakland, are the ones experiencing the labor disruptions. The Port of Seattle suspended cargo operations due to a work slowdown reported by dock workers. The Pacific Maritime Association, representing port terminals, announced the slowdown, but union officials from the International Longshore and Warehouse Union disputed it. Both parties are focused on achieving a fair contract to support the thriving multi-billion dollar shipping industry. Work slowdowns and stoppages have been ongoing for over a week across West Coast ports. I'm John Schaefer. Saudi Arabia is seeking stronger collaboration with China, not competition. During the Arab-China business conference yesterday, the Saudi energy minister said they recognize China has taken the lead in getting the right manufacturers and that there is value in working with their country. He went on to say this doesn't mean that we're not going to collaborate with others. The conference was held as both China and Saudi Arabia deal with growing economic and diplomatic tensions with the West. A mob of people seeking vengeance after a fatal shark attack in Egypt is blamed for bludgeoning a shark to death. A Russian man who lived in that country was savagely attacked and eaten by a tiger shark last week while swimming in the Red Sea. Later, a group of beachgoers captured a tiger shark and beat it to death on the beach. This is USA News. The following is a message from the future, sent by Jamie from Progressive. Back in 2023, you could get help from Progressive Online through our mobile app or over the phone. But here, in the future, we can communicate with you through telepathy. Now, I don't think anyone in 2023 has mastered telepathy yet. But if you have, then you can totally read my thoughts right now. And yes, I did leave the oven on. Wow, you're good at this. That was a message from the future. Get the help you need today with Progressive. Do you smell smoke? I really should go. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal. 
The sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Republican Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis racks up support in Oklahoma. Making a stop at a rally in Tulsa on Saturday. Conservative policies work, and Oklahoma is an example of that. The Republican candidate for president earned the endorsement of Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. I am officially 100% endorsing Ron DeSantis for president, and we're going to win it in Oklahoma. Stitt called DeSantis a strong and principled leader who could unwind the disastrous liberal mandates of the Biden administration. During his visit, the Florida governor was also endorsed by a former state congressman and 20 state lawmakers. I'm Jeremy Scott. Over 40 million Americans are on alert for severe weather this week. Citizens from Denver down to Dallas, as far as east as Charlotte, may experience hail, winds up to 70 miles an hour, and possible tornadoes. Some parts of the country, including Alabama and Georgia, are already getting pummeled by a line of intense storms. That is pushing southeast. Security and Exchange Commission lawsuits against cryptocurrency companies are raising concerns about the industry's future. The SEC filed lawsuits against major cryptocurrency exchanges, Binance and Coinbase, accusing them of operating as unregistered securities exchanges. Binance and its CEO are additionally charged with diverting customer funds. The SEC requested an asset freeze for Binance's U.S. platform, highlighting the ongoing clash between government officials and cryptocurrency proponents over legitimacy. I'm John Schaefer. Lance Pry, USA News. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit Chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. This is J.P. Stovall. I am a pastor. I'm also a patriot. The Patriot Pastor airs weekday mornings 9 to 11 on Super Talk 93.1. Informed and inspirational guests join me for the program. Your calls and texts are encouraged as we bring positive patriotism to West Tennessee. Righteousness exalts a nation. Tune in. The Patriot Pastor, Monday through Fridays, 9 to 11 a.m. on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. And taking a look at your West Tennessee weather forecast for this Monday, June 12th. It's going to get up to 77 degrees this afternoon. The overnight low of 56 today. Sunny to partly cloudy skies. A little, little hazy out there right now. But overall pleasant and less humid on this Monday. On Tuesday, a high up to 79 under sunny skies and a low of 64. Currently, it's 64 degrees in Jackson at Supertalk 93.1 FM, the home of J.P. Stovall, the home of the Frankie Lack Show, and it's also the home of this here, the Y'all Show. And you can text us on the CME Tree Service text line, 731-410-7560. We would love to hear from you as we continue on with more conservative talk and conservative discussion on this show with a little bit of a southern accent on the Y'all Show on Super Talk 93.1 FM. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. 
hour two of this show that we call The Y'all Show. Wonderful to be back here with you and an opportunity to discuss what's going on across the South on this Monday edition, uh, which you can pick up on great radio stations across the South. And also you can find us in podcast form. You can search Y'all Show and find us in Spotify. We're also in Apple iTunes. We're also on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Y'all Show and each and every day that we put out a new show for the masses, you can tune in and listen free of charge, and you can listen to it in real time. You can speed it up. You can slow it down. You can pause it. It's a great way to stay on top of Dixie, the Y'all Show podcast. Check it out. Our website is y'all.com. Y'all is the South homepage. And on that website, you can find not only this podcast put up there, but also some informative reads about the region and just entertaining and educational info right at your fingertips y'all.com four little characters on the keyboard y-a-l-l dot com and check it out you'll you'll like it john rawl is my name it's good to be back with you hope you all have had a a good couple of days away from the y'all show and we've got a full week of fun coming up from talking about the upcoming u.s open and the PGA Golf World to Financial Talk with Paul Hare. That'll be coming up on Friday. We'll continue on with our discussion of mutual funds. We also have Megan Headwall joining us on Wednesday. She's going to come on and talk about the fact that we're about two months away from the first big presidential debate, and that'll be the Republican debate, and we'll discuss that and rewind back to 2016 and how crazy that first debate was when 20 people roughly we're on stage in Ohio for that big debate that Trump had his legendary opening line talking about Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, what a memory. What a memory. We'll talk about all that with Megan on our Wednesday show. But, hey, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about on this second hour of our abbreviated y'all show. As if, you, if you missed us in the first hour, yours truly has to sneak out of here for a doctor's appointment today. So I'm going to cut out our third hour on this Monday edition. And if you're listening to us on one of our great stations, we will have an encore of our final hour from last Monday. So that's what's coming up. But if you're in podcast form listening to us, then we'll just have this as a two-hour edition today, not the usual three. So hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to make it through the day as we've shortchanged you a little bit. And I apologize for that. But i got to be healthy. And i got to go get examined if you if you if you know what i mean <laughs> all right let me get into the headlines of today's y'all show all right that was that was my attempt to be humor probably probably wasn't okay so i i learned my lesson let's look at the news headlines of the day and oh the cnns and the msnbc's as usual as you might expect are having a field day because the 45th president of the United States has been indicted again. At the end of last week, President Trump indicted, and now on Tuesday he's going to show up in Miami to face 37 federal indictments. As he's going to show up on Tuesday afternoon in Miami for his first federal court criminal case. And it's going to be an ugly scene, I would think. One reason it's going to be ugly is President Trump's not holding back. He's asking for people to protest. He's already calling the 
special counsel for the Justice Department, Jack Smith. He's calling him deranged. And the prosecuting team of Jack Smith thugs. And he's calling on his protesters, on his supporters to join a planned protest outside the courthouse in Miami where he will be arraigned on the charges on Tuesday. 37 federal counts, all for the handling of his classified documents at Mar-a-Lago in Miami, Florida. If you've seen the photos of that thing, it, it might have been behind a locked door, maybe, but, man, they weren't that hidden away. I mean, they were there, but they were all stacked up in boxes, it looks like. Some of them were open. You, did you see the typical Trump-type thing that was apparent on the photo? It was newspaper clippings about Trump. He likes to look at himself. He likes to talk about himself. That's nothing new. Is that really classified information? Does he have the nuclear codes hidden away at Mar-a-Lago? I hope not. Yeah, if he's got those hidden away, he needs to have big time, bigly, as he would say, problems but a federal indictment of Donald J. Trump now forthcoming on Tuesday afternoon this follows years of, of screaming for lock her up Hillary Clinton about the way she destroyed classified information from a private email server it follows what we know about Joe Biden's handling of classified information even Mike Pence got caught with classified documents and Trump is the guy they're going after for 37 counts. No one's above the law, but it does make you sit here and ponder, would this be happening to the Clintons? Would this be happening to the Bidens or the Pences or anybody else but Trump? Would they be getting stormed as, a, as Mar-a-Lago was by agents when they did the raid to get this information out of there? Would this have been happening to any other person? Or is it another chapter in the very long saga of anything to take down Trump? They cannot allow Trump to even get close to the White House again. He should have never been allowed to be there in the first place. That's the mindset of the left, and a lot on the right even. Let's not fool ourselves. Some of Trump's biggest problems come from what he would call rhinos, the the never-Trumpers, the Lincoln Project, and more. And they're having a field day with this. And his indictment dilemma is not going to be over with on Tuesday. He's going to get charged in Georgia for election interference there. He's going to have more stuff coming from New York. I bet you before we get to the fall, Donald John Trump, this is my opinion, and I know you didn't sign up for John's opinion, but I just call them like I'm, I think they're coming. I bet you Donald John Trump is going to have 100 indictments against him before we hit the fall. And that stems from Stormy Daniels. It comes from Mar-a-Lago. It comes from Georgia. You know Letitia James in New York State is just just foaming at the mouth to bring charges from her office against him. Some are state charges, some are federal. And Fonnie Willison in Atlanta cannot wait to bring charges 
in my opinion, against Trump. So he's he's going to be staring at about a hundred indictments, if if my guess is correct. It might be twice that amount the way things are going. I didn't expect thirty-seven to come out of Florida this week, but that's where Trump stands. Again, all to bring down Trump. Maybe he deserves it, but maybe he doesn't. And he's out raising more money because of this. He's out playing the victim card. And his Republican foes who are in the... I mean, Asia Hutchinson already came out. The governor, former governor of Arkansas and former senator from the natural state and a contestant in this presidential race on the Republican side. He's already come out and said that Trump needs to drop out of the race. That's what Asia Hutchinson says. I don't think most of the Republican candidates feel that way. Some have even embraced Trump. I think Tim Scott is echoing the whole witch hunt argument. But some are not holding back. I wonder what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has to say about this. (laughs) I know Biden kind of dodged it the other day. Uh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Anything to get him is what, what the other side will do. And we will find out if it pays off for that side. Or does Trump, his polling, I think, is going up because of this. Going up even more. And is he going to be the Republican nominee because of it? Is it it only helping him? He may not win the presidency, but is he going to at least easily win the Republican side of it heading into the 2024 election? That's what the talking heads are all talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So why don't we move on? Because there's nothing I can do today to fix it. I'm just talking about it. We're just talking, y'all. Let's talk about Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who is Trump's most formidable opponent on the Republican side right now, he picked up a key endorsement in Oklahoma this past weekend as Governor DeSantis joined his fellow Republican governor, Kevin Stitt, in a rally in Tulsa. And Stitt became the first governor to back Ron DeSantis for president. As Stitt said, his fellow governors during covid DeSantis did not surrender states' rights and individual liberties over to groupthink. I like that. It's a good statement. And he calls DeSantis a proven leader that can deliver the same results across America that he's done in Florida. Kevin Stitt, firmly in the Ron DeSantis camp in Oklahoma. And DeSantis went on beyond Tulsa to other rallies alongside his wife and kids over the weekend there in the Sooner State. Now, DeSantis is not the only, or, or rather the governor of Oklahoma State is not the only major Republican to back DeSantis, but he's the first governor. Other members of Congress have already come out in support of DeSantis, and those members include Congressman Bob Good of Virginia, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Chip Roy of Texas, and from DeSantis's own Sunshine State, Laurel Lee are backing him in his presidential bid. But a fellow governor, could that be his running mate if it works out for DeSantis to become the Republican nominee? DeSantis Stitt. Stitt and DeSantis. Does that have a ring to it? It uh, it might. 
we'll see what happens with Trump. Sad story out of Annapolis, Maryland, as the capital city of that state grieving today after three people killed Sunday night and three wounded in a shooting at a house there in Annapolis, Maryland. The police chief of Annapolis, Edward Jackson, at a press conference Sunday evening, said the shooting stemmed from what he described as an interpersonal dispute and that there was no further threat to the Annapolis area. He called it a very active and fluid investigation as they're still trying to determine everything that occurred. But unfortunately, three people's lives taken and three more wounded in a shooting in Maryland Sunday evening. Now we got a whole host of entertainment-related stories to tell you about, including information on Matthew McConaughey. He is in Birmingham right now. All right, all right. Matthew McConaughey is filming a movie that's supposed to be set in Oklahoma, The Rivals of Amziah King, a crime thriller written and directed by Andrew Patterson. And guess what? The Texas actor and UT Longhorn superfan was in Birmingham eating Friday at J&J Grocery in Delhi in Bessemer. I need to add that one to my bucket list. I've not heard of J&J Grocery and Delhi in Bessemer. But the Oscar-winning actor McConaughey going to be in Birmingham for a couple of months now filming this movie. And he'll be there throughout the rest of June and July as they're filming for seven weeks. And this movie, set in Oklahoma, will be having filming locations in and around Birmingham. They're going to start shooting today. So I guess Matthew came into town a little early to do a little J&J grocery and deli eating. It's on the back roads of Bessemer. And it's a red brick store at the intersection of Dickey Springs Road and Pocahontas Road. And it looks like a cool place. I had not heard of it. By the way, they've had about 1,600 submissions to be background role actors in this new movie being filmed right now in Birmingham, The Rivals of Amziah King. Check it out when it hits theaters down the road. Also, out of Alabama, if you've got a couple of extra million dollars to spend, the former head coach of the Auburn Tigers estate is for sale. Pat Dye, who we lost back in 2021, 2021, I believe is when the former Auburn coach and, oh, I'm sorry, he died in 2020. Pat Dye, who played collegiately for the Georgia Bulldogs, the Augusta, Georgia native, and was the head coach of the Auburn Tigers from 1981 to 1992, leading Auburn to four SEC championships on the gridiron, coached the Heisman Trophy and winner in Bo Jackson along the way. His 600-acre retreat, 15 minutes outside of Auburn, is called Auburn Oaks, and it is now for sale for $6.95 million. Nearly $7 million will get you Auburn Oaks. National Land Realty is handling the sale. This is a private gated property that's got a four-bedroom, four-bathroom, waterfront main lodge. The home was actually built before Pat Dye was even born as it was built in the 1920s as part of the Pepperell Mills residential installment in Opelika before being moved and restored in the 1980s. So a historic home on the property. 
There's also a modern three-bedroom, three-bath secondary guest lodge that's got a gazebo and a pond. It has an event center and a wedding venue. I've been to that. It's very nice. You can see it at the 300 guests there at that event center. And they've got events, so when you buy it, you've got bookings that will be taking place there at Auburn Oaks. And there's plenty of hunting activities on the property. They've got a world-class clay course with 16 shooting stands, a European pheasant tower, and a working gun dog kennel facility. And offices and more options. Again, if you've got a couple of million dollars to spare, seven million to be exact, you can be the new owner of the former estate of the Auburn football coach, Auburn Oaks, on the market now for 6.95 mil. A new grasshopper is going to be named after Willie Nelson. This is a grasshopper found in Central Texas, which I do believe is the home area of one Willie Nelson, who's about to turn 90. And this new breed of grasshopper is found in his native area. It's a flightless insect discovered in Texas. And scientists say that the central region of Texas is known as a hotspot for biological wonders. And this new grasshopper, which was previously unnamed in this flightless grasshopper species, found in the Edwards Plateau of Texas. So how about that? A grasshopper for the grass smoker. (laughs) Willie Nelson got a new grasshopper species named in his honor. Let's also tell you today on the news headlines from an entertainment standpoint across the South, Dolly Parton. If you've not seen Dolly in concert, she doesn't have that many concerts these days, but she's helping her old friend Marty Stewart out. As Dolly will be the opening act in the new 2023-2024 season for the Ellis Theater in Philadelphia, Mississippi. You can go see Dolly in concert in Neshoba County, Mississippi on August 26. Now, Philadelphia, which is Marty Stewart's hometown, is the new home of his entertainment museum. He's got a brand new place that he's opened in Philadelphia, not far from Meridian, Mississippi. And he is showcasing his hometown to the world. And at the Ellis Theater, they've got a whole lineup coming as part of Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music. And how about this? Dolly's playing there on August 26th. You can go to congressofcountrymusic.org to see the lineup of performing artists in Philadelphia, Mississippi. August 26th, Dolly. Coming up September 1st, Dorothy Moore. September 9th, we just played this guy's music a few minutes ago. John Anderson will be there in Philadelphia performing. Also, you've got Mark of Zorro, a orchestral ensemble and feature film, Mark of Zorro on September 14th. And then the Philly Hillbilly Rockin' Roundup featuring Junior Brown. It's Marty Stewart's 65th birthday celebration, car show, and rockabilly concert on September 30th in Philadelphia, Mississippi. They've got lots and lots of artists coming. 
They've got Bobby Rush in his 90th birthday celebration concert on November 10th. They've got Ashley McBride, a very talented country music singer. November 12th is when she'll be in Philadelphia. The Isaacs, who are a gospel, southern gospel group, I do believe, got a Thanksgiving concert in November. And Wynton Marsalis is coming. The Steve Miller Band coming to little old Philadelphia, Mississippi. Winona Judd will be there. And then next year, the Mavericks, a St. Patrick's Day celebration, the Del McCurry Band. How about the Merle Haggard 87th birthday celebration coming on April 6th? Merle Haggard and Marty Stewart were very good friends. In fact, I got a chance to interview both of them prior to Merle Haggard's passing down in Mississippi. I got invited to their Waffle House tour that they put on around 2006. Is when they launched that thing, and they had a big media event, and I got a chance to go cover that. And It's pretty neat to interview those two legends and the Waffle House tour that they did together. <laughs> oh, Miss Merle Haggard. But how about that? Dolly going to be in Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music. Go to the website congressofcountrymusic.org to learn more about what Marty's got going on. He's got a huge display of all his memorabilia. He's been collecting stuff better than the Country Music Hall of Fame collects stuff. And he's got it on display in Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's where you need to be spending your summer vacation is down in Neshoba County, Mississippi, the home of Marty Stewart. It's also the hometown of Hardy, who's making headlines right now in country music. And that is an update on all things entertainment in with the rest of the headlines of the day in this opening salvo of the Monday edition of Y'all. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will give you a Southern History Report. I'm going to tell you about old fuss and feathers. That and some info on another Mississippian, Medgar Evers. All of that on our Southern History Report, and it's up next on Talk with a Southern Accent. West Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Creek next to Lyle, Fed's Creek, nice venom to me. Plenty fresh veggies to eat. On Marcus Creek, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. Oh, Marcus Creek. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, Marcus Creek. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmer's Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee you got to love technology. In the future, when you have an accident, your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition. Collision Specialist is always trying to stay ahead of the curve. We're already certified with Nissan, Infiniti, Hyundai, Chrysler, and adding more all the time. Call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 Fairway Boulevard. Certified repairs from Collision Specialists. 
Here at Super Talk 93.1, you can connect to us via our text line, 731 410 That's 731 410 You can text us right here at the Y'all Show. You can text the Patriot Pastor J.P. Stovall. You can also text the Frankie Lack Show when that airs each Monday through Friday afternoon. That text line of 731-410-7560 is presented by See Me Tree Service, a small family-owned service that will do your tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. They're licensed and insured. You can give them a call at 731-617-2236 and See Me Tree Service will give you a free estimate. These are West Tennessee fellows, and boy, are they Southern, which is perfect for the Y'all Show, by the way. But yes, give them a call as they cover all of West Tennessee. Call them for that free estimate. 731-617-2236. That's 731-617-2236. See me, Tree Service, presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. You came in after work. It's the only time you can. Savory steak and bacon, grilled cheese, sounds like a great plan. Wow, kids online are really mean. Sonic steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Mm, Sonic. Of Sonic's under two dollar craves, are under two bucks. So you can get something tasty without breaking the bank. Sonic under $2 craze. Mm, Sonic. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train subject to credit approval see store for details this is a y'all show on west tennessee super talk 93.1 fm talk radio for all y'all i'm only crying in tears not quite as big as they might appear I'm doing fine That he's completely off my mind But never know how much it hurts I guess it could be worse I'm only crying a little tears Not quite as big as they might appear are continuing on on this Monday of talking about the Southeast. And good to have you back here. Let's talk, if you don't mind, for a few minutes about history. Get your your books out, your pencil, your number two pencil all sharpened up, and let's pay attention, y'all, so we can pass our history quiz <laughs> next time we step into a classroom. Hey, we're going to start off today with the 18th century in mind, because... This fellow was born 
June 13th, 1786. We celebrate our birthday this week for Winfield Scott, who had the lovable nickname, I love this one, Old Fuss and Feathers. Winfield Scott, born this week in Dinwiddie County, Virginia, June 13th, 1786, just after the conclusion of the Revolutionary Wars, when Old Fuss and Feathers was born. And many of you have heard the name Winfield Scott, maybe don't know a lot about this Virginia native, so I'm going to take the opportunity to tell you about Old Fuss and Feathers as he was a a big part of the American military presence in the early part of the 19th century as he served as a general in the U.S. Army from 1814 to 1861. That's 47 years as a general, for God's sakes. Is that right? No, 37 years. I'm not doing good at math. I might be good at history. But, uh, yeah, I guess that would be not 47 years. It's 47 years. He was a general, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Hard to believe. Winfield Scott was part of the War of 1812, the Mexican-American War, and he was even a general in the very beginning of the Civil War, of which he sided with the North instead of his native Virginia. Didn't follow Robert E. Lee's example. Along the way, there were a lot of conflicts with American Indians, of which he was a general over that. He ended up being even a presidential nominee in the 1852 election as he was the Whig Party nominee. Went up against a guy named Franklin Pierce and he lost to the Democrat Franklin Pierce. This was even before the Republican Party was powerful. And in 1852, it was Pierce versus Scott and Winfield Scott went down in flames to Franklin Pierce but still kept on his military career and served all the way until his death in 1866. General Scott, known for his insistence on proper military etiquette, as well as the nickname that he got, the Grand Old Man of the Army, for his 47 years of being a general, not to mention the other years prior to achieving his stars. Winfield Scott, born near Petersburg, Virginia. He trained as a lawyer, And after a brief military service, he joined the Army in 1808 as a captain of light artillery. And in the War of 1812, he served on the Canadian front, taking part in the Battle of Queenston Heights and the Battle of Fort George. He was promoted to Brigadier General in early 1814, served at the Battle of Chippewa, where he was badly wounded in the Battle of Lundy's Lane, also known as the Battle of Niagara, fought in the War of 1812. After the war ended, General Winfield Scott was assigned to command army forces in a district containing much of the northeastern portion of the country, and his family made their home near New York City. He helped negotiate an end to the Black Hawk War, took part in the Second Seminole War and the Creek War of 1836. He presided over the removal of the Cherokee Indians from the south and ended up becoming the commanding general of the U.S. Army in 1841. At the outbreak of the 1840s Mexican-American War that started in 1846, 
Winfield Scott was relegated to the administrative role, but in 1847, he led a campaign against the capital city of Mexico City. He and his army captured the port city of Veracruz, where he defeated Mexican General Santa Ana and his armies. He beat him at the battles of Cerro Gordo, Contreras, and Crobusco, and then captured Mexico City, in which he maintained order in Mexican and the capital city, and indirectly helped envoy Nicholas Trist negotiate the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, which ended the Mexican-American War. Often not talked about that our fledgling country in the 1840s went to Mexico and took over that country's capital city, ended up having this treaty of which that's where the United States was able to acquire much of the American West, including California, as a result of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. So Winfield Scott, in that 1840-1850 time period, was a huge, huge presence in American military life, but even in just American life in general. He was a hero, a true war hero. This guy captured Mexico City, for God's sakes. So therefore, he gets nominated as he sought unsuccessfully the Whig presidential nomination three times in 1840, 1844, and in 1848. So finally, in 1852, he actually gets his party's nomination as a general, a sitting. How about that? That's how times have changed. Here's a sitting general who's on the presidential nomination process three times and fails to get it. But in 1852, he becomes the Whig Party's nominee for president and ends up losing to Franklin Pierce. Pierce had a big victory. Wasn't even close. And Pierce used to be a a lieutenant underneath Winfield Scott's command. What's interesting about Winfield Scott, again, he's a native Virginian. And he stayed loyal to the Union and was an advisor to Abraham Lincoln during the opening portions of the war. He actually helped come up with a strategy known as the Anaconda Plan. The Anaconda Plan was essentially the naval blockade of the Confederacy by the Union Navy. And it worked. The Northerners were able to really hinder the South's survival by blocking off the coast from Texas all the way up to Virginia. And you had blockade runners, but they weren't nearly as successful because of the Anaconda plan that was developed by Winfield Scott. He retired from the Army in late 1861. The North was actually getting beat pretty bad at that time, but he retired and ended up living in West Point, New York, where he died in 1866 Winfield Scott born this week in 1786 and a major part of American military history as he was commanding general of the U.S. Army for 20 years serving under presidents like John Tyler of Virginia James K. Polk of Tennessee served under Zachary Taylor Mildred Fillmore, Franklin Pierce James Buchanan and wrapping up in 1861, serving under Abraham Lincoln. And this native Virginian choosing to side with the Union over the Confederacy just for those few months of 1861 before he died in 1866, 
with the great nickname Old Fuss and Feathers. We remember this southerner as he would have had his birthday this week. Winfield Scott. Now, one of the campaigns that Winfield Scott was known for was that early war of which he fought in, the War of 1812. And that war began this week in 1812. It was on the 18th of June that the war began. And a war that we saw Washington, D.C. get invaded and the White House burnt down. There were over 2,200 Americans killed in the War of 1812. Killed in battle, 2,200. Over 5,000 died of disease. So, all in all, up to 15,000 deaths from all causes on the American side. The British, meanwhile, lost about 10,000 during this battle that lasted a couple of years. 1812 was, yes, the year it started, but this thing did not end until February of 1815 between the United States and Great Britain. And I didn't realize until looking this thing up that the War of 1812 was actually declared, war was declared by this country. As President James Madison of Virginia had a war message to Congress that he delivered in on June 1st, 1812. And they wanted war with Great Britain and they got it and somehow they prevailed. They prevailed in this supposed second war of independence and the war of 1812 this week began June 18th 1812 in the 19th century also this week this man was killed in Jackson Mississippi it was on June 12th 1863 June 12th 1963 that Medgar Wiley Evans was shot in his driveway in Jackson, Mississippi. He was a civil rights activist and the NAACP's first field secretary in his native state of Mississippi. He was from Decatur, Mississippi. He was a Army combat veteran from, I think he was in World War II, maybe Korea. And he was shot in his driveway in Jackson on this date at the age of 37 years old. Actually, he's buried in Arlington National Cemetery. I did not realize that. And he served in the Army from 43 to 45, and he participated in the Normandy landings in 1944, D-Day. He was part of that whole effort. Ended up going to college after the war to Alcorn State and fell in love there. Married a lady named Merle. But unfortunately, in 1963, prior to the JFK assassination in November, Medgar Evers shot and killed in his driveway in Jackson, Mississippi. In fact, Merle Eggers, 60 years after the death of her husband, is still continuing on her civil rights legacy and reminding people of her late husband. She still speaks, according to reports, at events where she's got a strong voice. She talks about how she terribly misses her first love, Medgar Evers. And she says that Medgar is so very much part of me, and he's here. 
and actually their home in Jackson is the Medgar and Murley Evers Home National Monument. It's a part of the National Park Service. And again, Murley, his widow, continuing on the legacy of her late husband. She would go on to also, in 1976, marry a man named Walter Williams. But Murley Edgars Williams is what she goes by. Murley Edgars Williams out today still promoting her late husband who was gunned down 60 years ago today in Jackson, Mississippi. And that is a quick look at some of the Southern history items of the day here on Talk with a Southern Accent. When we come back, we're going to switch over and talk a little food. SouthernLiving.com has an old school squash casserole. Yummy! (laughs) Nothing like squash to start the week out with. And I'll have that recipe for you when we come right back on y'all. Stay with us. Did you know we're a co-op? Hello, folks. This is Gary Deaton at Deaton's Carpet Wine. Yes, we're locally owned and a thousand stores strong nationwide. In 1985, Deaton's united with another independent business just like us to gain buying power and added value to give you a shopping experience that you will just love. As a family business supported by Carpet One membership, we are dedicated to our local community, and yes, we're dedicated to helping others. So ask about our beautiful guarantee. If you don't just love it, we'll replace it. And our healthy living installation that removes mold, mildew, and dust mites. Our lifetime labor warranty on everything that we install. Those three guarantees make your buying experience almost priceless. Deaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're a co-op, North America's largest flooring buying co-op. So come by Deaton's Carpet One. We'd love to serve you. We're located on the 45 Bypass right here in good old Jackson, Tennessee. At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus. 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook. Open six days a week. You came in after work. It's the only time you can. Savory steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Sounds like a great plan. Wow, kids online are really mean. Sonic steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Mm. Sonic. Of Sonic's under two dollar craves are under two bucks. So you can get something tasty without breaking the bank. 
Sonic under $2 craves. Mm, Sonic. Congratulations. You sold your house. Now it's time to move. Leave the heavy lifting to us. A Affordable Moving and Storage. We specialize in local and long distance moving. A Affordable Moving and Storage comes complete with packing services, any size move, big or small. A Affordable Moving and Storage. For free estimates, call 731-664-5777. Call 731-664-5777. A Affordable Moving and Storage. 664-5777. A Affordable Moving and Storage. Trusted mover since 1996. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. the sounds of Tallahassee's own Jameson, a song called Yellow Squash to bring us back from break. Hello, it's the Y'all Show, and with squash on our mind, we have our southern recipe of the, the week, perhaps maybe for for the month after we wrap up telling you what's all in this one, because I don't know if I can handle another old school squash casserole recipe. That's what we have courtesy of southernliving.com. They've got this up right now, and this thing's got 4.7 stars out of 5, so you you know it must be good. The classic casserole is a staple dish found at meat and three diners and church-covered dish suppers across the South, according to Southern Living. And you know what? They are absolutely right on that one. But how about an old-school squash casserole for that meat and three or that church-covered dish supper? I don't know of too many of those church suppers that happen now in June, but, man, back in May... A lot of churches across the South have Decoration Day, and they go out and they clean the cemetery, and they have church reunions and things like that. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds great. I got to go to a reunion here in a couple of weeks. You think I should take a squash casserole, this one in particular, with me? Yeah, maybe I'll just take ice cream. I think that would be a little bit more popular. But yeah, Southern Living, which does a great job with food, no doubt about it. Squash casserole, according to them, is a staple dish found at these events. Like we said, it can stand on its own as a vegetarian main dish, but it also, when paired with other things like fried chicken, is a perfect complement. According to southernliving.com, to make the absolute best squash casserole, it's important to get as much liquid out of that squash during the initial cooking process as possible to prevent you don't want a watery casserole now do you when sauteing you need to stir the squash often to release steam and prevent browning straining that squash helps to remove excess water that leaches out of the cooked squash and it cools the squash before adding to the casserole one thing you want to make sure you don't do is overcook it if you do that it will cause the casserole to be mushy don't want that Remember, the squash still has to be baked. Gently fold the squash into the egg-cheese mixture to avoid mashing and breaking it into small pieces. So, the and southernliving.com is where you can go to find this old-school squash casserole. But according to the editors there at southernliving.com, a brief recap of making the old-school squash casserole. Cook the squash until tender. You need to drain the squash, make casserole mixture, which includes 
eggs and sour cream and some Swiss and cheddar cheese. You need to have cracker crumb topping and bake it. The ingredients for this old school squash casserole include eggs, unsalted butter, three pounds of yellow squash, and then you need to slice them to be a quarter inch thick. Three pounds of yellow squash. That usually equates to about five medium-sized squash. You've got to have kosher salt, and those eggs are two large eggs, lightly beaten, by the way. You need to have sour cream, cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, mayonnaise, black pepper, Parmesan cheese, and more. Go to the website, southernliving.com. Simply search Old School Squash Casserole. And you'll find this in the food and recipes section of the website. And it looks yummy. Perfect summertime treat. The old school squash casserole. And having picked about 5 million pieces of squash throughout my time growing up on a vegetable farm, (laughs) I can appreciate a good squash casserole. Now, I will say my favorite when it comes to yellow squash is fried squash. If you've never had fried squash... Ooh, that's delicious. And I don't think it's very healthy for you. But who said you'd have healthy squash in the South, huh? Uh, Nobody said that. Uh, You know, the old steamed squash is pretty tasty, too. But, man, fried squash in a skillet. A little slice it up. Yummy. Try that sometime. But also try out this old school squash recipe. We're going to wrap this hour of the Y'all Show up right after this timeout. Stay with us. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what hasn't. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. 
Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. All right, we have come to the end of our second hour of this Y'all Show. And again, this is an abbreviated Monday edition. But we thank you for being a part of it. And we will see you back here on Tuesday for more fun about what's going on across the South. Our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, will be back with us. And no telling what we'll have to talk to him about. And we'll have that plus all the sports update and entertainment news and a book report headed your way on the Tuesday edition. Again, thanks for listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Have a great rest of your day. I paid seven sawmill dollars for a bracelet just to satisfy